Have you been dreaming about paying off credit card debt, installing solar panels, going to college, or even buying a plane? Yes, someone really did that. With a figure HELOC, your home can help you cover vacations, medical bills, retirement, wedding expenses, home improvement, emergencies, or a pool. The opportunities are endless. Unlock up to $400,000 and choose the fastest HELOC on the planet at figure.com. Faster than a bank loan, cheaper than a personal loan. Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously, from there you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Oh, oh, yes, indeed. Time to check old Pat's Claus's bag because we've got questions galore for you on a very special pre-holiday edition of Six Rings and Football Things, the mailbag. The mailbag's here. Let's all go to the mailbag. Let's all go to the mailbag. It's Fitzy, it's Hart, it's you, and all of your questions. We put the question out. Hey, you got anything you want to ask us? Please feel free to make the comments as clean or filthy as you need to. Whatever's on your mind, all takes, all questions, all inquiries, all comments are welcome. We spread it across the Twitter sphere or the X platform and Facebook, we received in just an hour's time over 100 questions. God bless you people. Even though the season is far beyond life support, like it's terminal, we probably call it, but yet we're going to still leave it connected for another six weeks. You people are showing plenty of life, plenty of fight. If only the team itself had the same kind of piss and vinegar you people display, oh, we'd be in for a special off season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now you're calling them you people? No, that's just you, like all of you, not you, not you people. That's oh. you people. Oh, okay. I, you know what? I should have, I should have qualified because you like to try to claim the domain of you people. Hmm, you yeah. fabulous Foxborough folks, the fine, the fine fans of Pat's nation. 
100 questions. We have called the best 15 together here for the mailbag edition of the podcast. Uh, we do appreciate all the questions. We'll try to get to them as quickly as we can. Um, Andy, I'm going to begin, though, real quick before we get into it. Speaking of things on social media, once again, we'd love to shout out our fabulous friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook for sponsoring Six Rings and Football Things. FanDuel, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash Six Rings to register today. What are you waiting for? Get in on this wild, wacky, and woolly NFL season. Take advantage of their fabulous same-game parlay offers. Their no-sweat first bets and more. Don't forget, considering what a cooling streak I'm on, you can hashtag fade Fitzy. Chances are you'll make enough to pay for the holidays. Uh, I want to go to something you put out on the X recently. Uh, you put out a little bit of a poll, a little tweet poll. Uh, it was asked on Tuesday Eve. I imagine you probably used this for some content on the Rich Keefe program. Hashtag Patriots fans, do you want Bill Belichick back in 2024? With 1,700 votes at time of podcast Wednesday morning, November 29th, 18.4% said yes, same role. 28.7% have voted yes, but just as coach. And a whopping 52.9% said no, it's time to go. So uh, the people have spoken. That is that is clearly a majority. That wins, yeah. that wins an election. That takes the cake right there. We're not talking a two-thirds, one-third kind of senatorial House of Representatives vote. No, this is a yes or no, 50-50, even though you qualified the yeses. More than more people than not want Bill Belichick to go gently into that good night. So I think we can scientifically say a majority of Patriot fans want Belichick gone at the end of the season. Correct? And I, th and I think if we reached out to more people... If I amped it, if the station amplified it, you'd probably get a similar number. I do believe that at this point now, a majority of Patriots fans want him gone. And listen, there are people that have said they full well expect him to continue coaching. Mike Lombardi said as much on Tuesday's Pat McAfee show. We've heard the rumors and the rumblings that Gary Myers saying Los Angeles could be in play so much as he's heard. We'll see if we can get some people on a Chargers podcast this week to tell us what they've heard or what they think. Interesting week once again for these two teams to clash. Uh, but yeah, the 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 big takeaway here is I think the majority of Patriots fans would like to see Bill Belichick say, thanks very much. It's been wonderful. High five and a hug. It'd be a weird hug. Um, and then move on. And is and that so does that make you a bad fan? That's no. the big question for me. Does that make you a bad fan for just saying, Bill, I think it's time to go? No. You're a fan of the Patriots, right? If you're a fan of Bill Belichick, yes, that makes you a bad fan of Bill Belichick if you want him gone. But if you're a fan of the Patriots, the team, the logo, the laundry, you know, you started whenever you started Fenway Park or you mm -hmm. maybe a new age fan like a Fitzy and it's 2001 week two Tom Brady, like those people. That, now, I don't that, know that, who you that, are. Ta, 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 new what? age fan. No, 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 no. Well, I could have oh, been, I've been going, called you a pink hatter. I've been going to games since 1978. Thank you very much. Uh, I am not one of your new age fans. I'm not one of your, I got the ticket stub. I saw the Houston Oilers kick the crap out of the New England Patriots. So, yes, as a wee lad. Uh, but no, if you're a fan of the team, you've watched the last four years. You've seen the regression. You've seen the good. wheels fall off this year. It's not even regression. I mean, it's. it's oh, no, this season off. is like, I actually don't think, Andy. Believe it or not, I don't think, and I said to you yesterday on the podcast and our reaction to the loss in the Meadowlands, I said, I don't, I said, it's going to be a years long study 
as to exactly what the holy hell happened with Mac Jones and what he did to the, what Belichick did to him or the team did to him or how he mentally regressed, whatever the case. But I actually don't think, believe it or not, we're making enough about what a disastrous dysfunction this season. Like this season is legendarily bad. The 0-16 Lions were just a bad team, but they tried their ass off every week. And you didn't want, like you rooted your, you rooted for them. Like, oh guys, you're trying, like, yeah, God love you. There've been a lot of teams like that. This team is, uh, it's a shock they have two wins, even though they could have six easily. That's the crazy say, thing. They, they could. And that was the whole, um, who was mentioning it yesterday that Bill always says to the team that this is, oh, Bill O'Brien, that this is an eight and nine, nine and eight league. It is set up for everybody to essentially go eight and nine, nine and eight with all the rules and draft picks and this and that and limitations. And he, he kind of was using that example like, and we're not. We're not taking care of our business. We're letting other teams make the plays to win games. We're not, or we're making the mistake to lose the game with it on the line. And it is. It's been it's been a weird year. I don't personally believe it's as dysfunctional as last year. I don't personally believe there is much um internal angst and hate and, and offense questioning everything. I think they're not talented. I think the quarterback is toast, and because of those two things, it's really spiraled out of control. But you just said it. They could have six wins, even mm -hmm. though Vegas bet MGM has now lowered their win total to three and a half on the season. Vegas is like me. They're like, yeah, I'm not sure they're going to win any more games. Really, It's been lowered to three and a half. Yep, it's down to three and a half, and you're at two. So six I games hate... to go. They don't think you're going to win two of them. They probably, like us, are like, eh, that Jets game is tenuous. Let's keep it at three and a half. Let's not move it to two and a half. But uh, uh -huh. exactly. yeah, you're a bad team that wasn't expected to be this bad. But as you like to say, here we are. You know, and the crate, and I was thinking this morning, is this maybe the most unpleasant Patriots season in memory, or at least in, in like the, the, the latter half of my life? And yes, they've had losing seasons. Like they went five and 11 in 2000. I remember Different. the Rod Rust and the Dick McPherson years. Here's why this season may be the most especially unpleasant one to me because of like my expectations as a fan, pre-college, in college, after college, uh, as a, as a wee lad and beyond, we're never that high. Now I know we are still now, not just a couple of years removed from the Brady double dynastic run, but we are now several years removed from Tom Brady being a member of the Patriots. Yet I still had different expectations with Bill O'Brien, Bill Belichick, hopefully a, a cured Mac Jones. They told us they love the players they brought in. People were saying this could be a playoff team. They're going to be a hard out every week. And yet here they are, like the most dysfunctional team in the NFL. So that's why I find this to be probably the most disappointing season in recent memory. Oh, definitely in recent memory because there were some hopes. Um, even people that were negative like me were not as negative as a year ago. I was more negative going into last year because I didn't understand how you could make a defensive coordinator your play caller, and I thought the coaching uh, situation was was screwed. This year, mm -hmm. I doubted their talent, but I had faith in Bill O'Brien. I thought Matt Same. would bounce back, like all of that. And even like the comparison to 2000, that was a, a transitional year. You knew it. You were cleaning out the roster. You were cleaning up the books. Like There was a lot going on there. You had hope that you were going in the right direction with Bill Belichick taking over. This is a season of no hope. Like there's no hope. Uh -huh. There wasn't hope. I think if you thought there was hope, you were kind of misguided. I said to Rich Keefe last night, because we were talking about the like misguided um, faith put into a guy like Mike Kosicki. Oh, he's a unicorn. He's going to change the offense. I literally never bought into it. 
and started to to question my own eyes and analysis in training camp when I was reading people saying like, he's going to change the offense and you can do so. And I'm like, did I have a stroke? Are we watching the same guy? Like what, what is going on in my head that doesn't see what you guys are seeing? And now I feel really good because my head was the only head and my eyes were the only eyes that were actually working. I didn't see the talent because the talent's not there. The, the ability, the, the upside wasn't there, but there was a lot of hope coming into this season. Even Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, I think, believe this was going to go a lot differently than it's gone. And now you're talking about the number one pick. And you have to wonder internally, given what the way things have gone this season, being so close in the first couple of games, then winning the game against the Jets and not being able to get on track, then f- follow that up with two of the most embarrassing losses in Bill Belichick's coaching tenure, Patriots franchise history. And then just the ups and the, then you win in buff, but then you beat Buffalo and then you get hopes back on track. And then you're just not good enough. And it, there just doesn't seem to be enough answers, enough reasons why, but that's why we do mailbag podcasts. But I think to close this little first intro here of the pod this week, uh, or rather on the special mailbag edition, the majority of Patriots fans would like to see Bill Belichick move on. I think, I think if I had to, uh, let's, if we had to bet on this on FanDuel right now, Andy, would you bet that Belichick moves on, be it through agreement with Robert Kraft or of his own volition at the end of the season. Oh yeah. But I yeah, wouldn't make same. the bet. Cause I think it's like minus 400 or something. Get like, out of here. I think he's gone. Like if you give me like you, okay. Set me some odds. Uh, I'll give you minus two ten. Okay. I'll make that bet. I think this is a, so would I, yeah, I think this is like a sure bet kind of thing. I'm not sure I would go all in on like, oh, put my mortgage and everything on it, but I'd be very comfortable making that You're bet. I will a second stunned. mortgage anyway. It's okay. <laughs> I will be stunned if Bill Belichick is back running the Patriots. The first thing, same role, that 19%, I think it was last check, mm-hmm. or 18%. One in five Patriots fans think they're just running it back with Bill Belichick, the same old, Get same out. old. Yeah, that, well, who are, what are they smoking this early in the morning? I, I don't know. I That would absolutely stone cold stun me. But either way, I'm going to be very surprised if he's back. I just can't see it. I can't see Robert Kraft after last January when he wrote the letter and then put out the press release and all of that, and we're going to invest in the team. And the, and the So he says all that last January, and that precedes the worst season his team has ever had on his watch, the least entertaining season, a season in which we're going to see empty seats we're going to see Justin Herbert fans and Patrick Mahomes fans more than we're going to see Patriots fans at Gillette Stadium how can he not do something he has to be a man of actions and I know people are like when's he going to talk I don't give a rat's ass when he talks I really could care less when Robert what's, he, what's he, he gonna say what's he gonna I mean he, he, the, he, he spoke before the Germany game and said this was awful and it was I mean, kind to what of. degree? I know he got his facts wrong and whatever. That was more just him doing PR for the for the franchise yeah. and for the I NFL. I don't need him to speak. I need him to act. I need yes. him to walk the walk of being, you know, I call him the patriarch of Patriot Nation. He was a mm. fan before he was the boss. He needs to do. I don't care what he says. He can explain it later after he hires a new coach and a new GM. Then he can do a nice sit down or then he can do like pre-draft special all access steve burton sits down with owner robert Kraft, who explains the changes this that's all great i need the changes first action i want a man of action not words his words have come each march over the last few years and have done nothing have brought nothing change Mm -hmm. is needed sometimes they've been in parking lots with trucks backing up behind them sometimes they've been in fancy hotel lobbies they've been birds (laughs) i forgot 
whatever it is. Actions speak louder than words. We don't need new bars. We don't need new TVs. We don't need new lighthouses. We need a new player personnel guy. We need a new coach, and we need a new quarterback. Thus ends. Other than that, how's the football team, Mrs. Lincoln? All right. I like what you did with that one there. Uh, make sure you tell your friends, of course. Obviously, you guys are still engaged, vibrant, uh, and in it to win it as well. So we thank you guys for putting on your participants and jumping into today's podcast. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash decide. That's linkedin.com slash decide. Terms and conditions apply. Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. And now, let's get to the mailbag. Mailbag, mailbag, mailbag. We didn't have production, so I just tried to do something. Okay, here we go. We have put together our favorite questions from Facebook, from the X platform and beyond. And here we go, Andy. Uh, let's see. All right. Here we go. I'm going to start with this one. Tim Long on Facebook asks, was Matt Patricia really the problem last year? Yeah. I mean, not the problem. H hindsight is now turned like a skewed hindsight is now actually kind of making things not look as bad as they were. La or rather, we knew they were bad last season, but this season is now making last season almost look damn near heroic. You, you need to change the to a. Was he a problem? Yes, he was a problem. He was not the solid, problem. solid qualifier there, Hart. Solid right? qualifier. Yes, exactly. Because if you say he was the problem, you got rid of him. Okay, problem solved. No, he was a problem. Mac is mm -hmm. a problem. Bill is a problem. Talent is a problem. Um, but I do believe there was more dysfunction. I do mm -hmm. not believe mm -hmm. that players think about Bill O'Brien and this offense the way they thought about Matt Patricia and that offense and what they did last year. So you're less dysfunctional, but no more functional, if that makes any sense. As a football it does, a hundred percent, it does. I like. I think that that was actually a very appropriate, mature, and succinct answer. If you need to take the rest Where'd of the I podcast, Bob. I know. Wait, whoa, don't peek this early. We got 14 more questions, guys. Did I steal it from Mike Reese? Here we go. Okay, here we go. Don't. What? All right. what? No, it's okay. Don't play. Don't I'll admit play to plagiarizing. I don't plagiarize. I'm not okay. AI. I don't steal. It's all yeah, comes what, from you, what, what do you work for? SI? How long until right. WEEI turns into WEAI? Ain't no <laughs> AI that's going to come up with we are not tanking, we just suck, or losing is undefeated. Or the truth is never mean. Those are Andy Hart originals. Put them on T-shirts and sell them at the pro shop along with the Joe Judge. No one's coming. It's up to us. Well, us, we've failed. Thomas Wolf on Facebook asks, losses seem to help the team long term. So why the hell should we want to win? You shouldn't. I mean, let me let me back up. I'm not going to okay. tell you how to feel as a fan. You can feel the way you want. Um, but I think a lot of people have accepted that the best thing 
Matthew Slater even acknowledged that he can understand that fans accept the best thing for them is to see this team lose. Because as a fan, you're hoping you get that marquee superstar player. I saw our guy Mike Cadlick tweeted out today, a Dane Brugler mock draft where the Patriots take Drake May at number three. That will ingest uh, injecting excitement in Patriot Nation. And that will inject fun and entertainment value for some period of time. Now, he may stink. You may get like halfway through his rookie season and be like, uh-oh, we drafted the wrong guy. Um, but for some, when was the last time the Patriots felt truly entertaining? The end of that Bills game, we got a little blip, the drive for Mac that we hadn't seen. Okay, there was one there. But for the most part, and you know my rule, entertain me first. Mm-hmm. There's nothing entertaining, entertainment. About, there's no entertainment value with this team on the field or during the week. The most entertaining thing right now, from my perspective, is rooting for losses so that you have a one, two, or three pick so that you can dream of turning things around, right? Like that's that's like buying your Powerball pick and thinking about what you're going to buy with the money, except it's not one in 200 billion odds. It's like, I don't know, maybe like a 40% chance, something like that, right? Like pretty good odds that that pick could lead to success and entertainment down the road. Entertain me first. That is priority numero uno. They'll try hard. They'll do everything they can. Uh, It's also going to be a red path. The Patriot throwback day this coming Sunday as well. So you'll have some bolts and maybe some bolts and Patriot. Like it'll look like the 1980s. Let's get, let's get, uh, let's get Kellen Winslow and Dan. I'll take, you know, honestly, I'd be more entertained this Sunday. If it was Grogan throwing to Stanley Morgan and Dan Fouts throwing to Kellen Winslow or Charlie Joyner. Than oh, it would be by team? yeah sure yeah current at current age oh yeah no 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 flag you can put flags on them doesn't have to be contact mm-hmm. like that commercial with Emmett and Dan Marino for Pepsi Frito Lay yep. the Brady Edelman commercial it's pretty yeah. funny when Dan Marino puts on the glass that was yeah. actually when he puts on the readers that's funny and does like the Santa Claus look down his nose <laughs> <laughs> who knew yeah. he could no, still, would, still has his uh, Ace Ventura still has his Ace Ventura chops ah uh, from the Twitter platform at Forza underscore Core. What are the odds that Barmore and Peppers, arguably their two best players this season, get extended this offseason with all the available cap space? Um, the offseason, at some point, I think they're decent. Um, but I think you have to wait because what we're talking about, there's going to be right. an overhaul in the organization. So unless Who's making that decision now, right? Unless Jonathan Kraft is the one legitimately making that decision and going sort of the uh, Stephen um, um, Jones. Jones. I was going to call him Ross. Yeah. Who's Steven Ross? Well, this actually, uh, Steve, Steven Ross, uh, that's the old Dolphins owner. Uh, yeah, actually, no, still current Dolphins owner, the big Michigan supporter, the guy that tried to poach yeah, Brady yeah, and bring yeah. him there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, if you go Steven Jones, maybe Jonathan could do it, but otherwise mm-hmm. I think you have to hire a head of football before they decide, yeah, we want Christian Barmore at, cause the Christian Barmore deals, the peppers one, that's a weird one. Cause I'm not sure where his value is at this point in his career and the, the way he's playing and where he he's got a in. great value to this team right now. And hopefully in the short term yeah. future, this would, I mean, there would be no bigger sign that Bill Belichick is out than if Jonathan Kraft either negotiated these deals a la when Theo Epstein was wearing gorilla suits and was kind of in kind of out with the socks. And I believe, uh, who was it that orchestrated the Mike Lowell, Josh Beckett deal? It wasn't, um, Larry Lucchino pulled off that trade. That was not a Theo trade. And of course that ends up helping the Red Sox win a world series as well. But if he brought in someone else to negotiate this deal right now over Matt Groh's head or over Bill Belichick's head, that would be the ultimate like spoiler alert. 
changes coming to Foxborough. Speaking of Stephen Jones, that plays nicely into this question uh, from one of our regulars in the Putnam Club uh, for the Chalk Talk, a loyal, diehard Foxborough family. Vinny Savile III, Bill O'Brien said on Tuesday that the QB decision is made by a, quote, chain of command, with Mr. Kraft seemingly having the final say. My question to you, gentlemen, is when did Bob Kraft turn into Jerry Jones? Um, I don't think he's Jerry Jones, say, but say. Um, extreme times call for extreme measures. And I said this to Rich Keefe last night. People like to throw around the term meddlesome owner. To me, nothing Robert Kraft is doing in the last year or so is meddlesome because meddlesome implies to me a negative tone, like you're getting in the way of success. No, no, no. That's David, that's David Tepper in Car that's David Tepper in Carolina. Right. Because it's a poop show around him. This is uh oh, my once great coach GM team is falling on its face. I need to step in. Yeah. And it's my yeah, I like the fact that he reminded everyone before the season, Bill runs my football team. Correct. This is his $7 billion investment. It's not Bill Bell. I know everyone thinks Belichick can set up the legacy for the next coach. Belichick will have the ultimate, like we have to, we have to remember it. The buck begins and ends with the laser lower right corner. What they used to always say, LRC, RKK, LRC. That's yep. where it begins and ends. And so he had his an asset investment. in Mac Jones that was a first-round pick, middle of the first-round pick, high first-round pick, Mac Jones, that he's admitted he's a fan of and that I think he at one time hoped would be the franchise quarterback. Actually, he said that. He thought they had the quarterback, and since then he hasn't. But I think I, – I, I said to Rich, this Rich Keefe on the WEI Nighttime Show, just because Robert is active now doesn't mean he picked Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. you, could, you could be active now just like, oh, my God. I got to try to salvage that asset, salvage my team, salvage my season. So it was an interesting comment. It was certainly interesting that Bill O'Brien brought up the the chain of command in New England and said mm -hmm. Robert Kraft down to Bill Belichick and then kind of giggled like then the rest of us assistant coaches fall in mm -hmm. line somewhere down here. And I are also, also I'm probably going to hear from Bill and Burge after I say this. Well, and I but I wouldn't care anymore. Who cares? The wheels are I, off. No one should no one should care. No one should right. care. Yeah. Um I also thought it was interesting because it has been portrayed of late that maybe Bill O'Brien is making the quarterback decisions and that maybe he is divvying up reps and maybe he doesn't like Bailey Zappi and maybe he's sticking with Mac Jones longer. I thought it was interesting. He's like, no, no, no. We have a chain of command. It's Robert, it's Bill, and then I'm down here with the rest of the schmucks making decisions. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm dancing in the base, the the bottom, the the in the bottom, the, ba the basement of the Titanic, drinking Guinness and having a good he's time. Middle management, like he's middle right. management, is what he's saying. He is mm -hmm. like there's upper management, and then there's us, the rest of us down here, and we're all kind of getting along. But he's he's one of the Bobs. He's he's literally a Bob. He is a well. No. <laughs> there you go, Bill. Um, Bob let's keep let's keep her moving here. Um. Uh, okay. On that, um, from Twitter at Mac Jones cookies, who would you guys want to see take over GM responsibilities next year? Andy, who is, what's the name of that guy from San Francisco? The, um, Adam Peters. Yeah. Okay. I like him. Um, I like him as a guy that blends the Patriot way from his experience here earlier in his career to the San Francisco way and the success they've had out there, obviously putting together a remarkable roster in recent years and, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Also, by the way, I think he's viewed that place the probably way you want to set up an organization now where you have a GM and a coach that are working hand-in-hand -in, -hand in an alignment, not one guy with necessarily elite power over the other kind of thing. 
Um, so Adam Peters is a guy I've always liked Kevin Colbert. I think he did a great job with the Steelers over the years. If you did could you, get did him, you coax him out of retirement. Yeah, I know. Mr. Kraft's got a couple of those as well. Uh, I happen to right here now, Andy, have uh, from a, a website that has kind of worked its way into my uh, football. Is it AI uh, edu- written? Education rotation. Uh, 33rd team. Mike Tannenbaum's site. He yep. has a list of uh, the seven likely GM, the top GM candidates for 2024. Number one on his list, Adam Peters, assistant GM of the 49ers. Glad he listens and reads six rings. It's, I'm telling you, all the good takes come from six rings. Uh, also, then he's got Ian Cunningham, assistant general manager of the Bears. Um, uh, oh, he was learned at the Aussie Newsom School of Scouting. Uh, Which is the Bill the Belichick there School of Scouting. Then we have Ed Dodds, assistant GM of the Colts. Uh, Mike Borgonzi, assistant general manager of the Chiefs. I'd be into Peters and Borgonzi in a heartbeat. So Borgonzi is an Everett native whose brother Dave coached with the Patriots. I knew his brother a little bit when he was in the organization. So there is some local and organizational ties in the Borgonzi family. Uh, Jojo Wooden, director of player personnel with the Chargers. Uh, be interesting if he leaves there, if Belichick goes there. Like that could be a, an interesting little swap. Chargers have good talent. Yeah, they do. Just don't have a good coach. Nope. Um, Andy Weidel, assistant general manager, Pittsburgh Steelers. He also learned at the Aussie Newsom School of Player Picking and General Managerialmanship. Okay, you could um, uh, sell me on him because I'm guessing he has some ties to Colbert. So if you tell me he learned from Aussie and Colbert, I like they, that blend. And they haven't missed on a wide receiver in three decades. And, and they, finally, the one thing I'll say about Pittsburgh yeah. is he also, they're not a great cap team. They had a guy, Omar, something that was running the cap for a while. I don't love the way they've run the cap, but um, talent wise, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. And your last one, Brant Tillis, vice president of football operations with the Chiefs. I'll read this one. Tillis is an interesting name, primarily a salary cap guy, but so was Eagles GM Howie Roseman, who has won two of the NFL's last six executive of the year awards. Roseman's success is changing how supposed non-football personnel people are viewed. So there you go, folks. I just learned a lot. I think uh, Andy learned a bit. You all learned a lot. There are the names. Oh, all right. Just, you know, a little humility goes a long way. Uh, okay. I think this is maybe the question. It is probably the question in Pat's Nation right now uh, from the X platform at Chris with a T-I-A-N, Chris with a Chan. Bigger need, head coach or quarterback? Uh, quarterback. Same. Because, and I'm and I'm saying that from my perspective, not necessarily just the team building perspective. What do we, we just use the E word? Like you can be entertaining, if not necessarily championship caliber. The Chargers are the example. If you get the quarterback, you're going to be in games. You might be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't we better? Why aren't, well, the coach stinks. Yeah. And you need to find a new coach. But a good coach with a bad quarterback, isn't that called the Patriots right now? We're in this problem. Whereas a good quarterback with a bad coach is called the Chargers. I'd rather be the Chargers right now than the Patriots. Good spin. Uh, yeah. Also, I just want a new quarterback. Organic. Yeah. Quarterbacks can somehow go out there and win games in spite of the coaching. And a when lot of times. We, we don't see, see bad quarterbacks win in spite of good coaching. We see quarterbacks play on Sunday, as Tom Brady said. The mm-hmm. coach is not very impactful on Sunday. The quarterback is very impactful on Sunday. Well, guess what? 
I watch on Sunday. I don't watch on Tuesday in the meeting. So you may tell me you have a great coach who runs a great meeting with a great game plan, mm-hmm. but I need a quarterback to entertain me when I spend $175 on my tickets. So I want the quarterback. Wow. Where are you spending 175 It's not that much. Well, I was just throwing a number out there. <laughs> I'm hoping to be competitive again when the tickets will cost a decent amount of money. I know. the. Re- we'll get to that tomorrow on the Chargers-Patriots preview. Uh, over under a number of actual people in attendance on a chilly Sunday, December 3rd, and how many of them will be actual, quote, Chargers fans as well. Oh, woe be Pat's nation. Back to Facebook, David Weaver. How many times will Mac be benched for Zappy before he loses the outright starting job? Okay, that's a great question for this week, and I'm sure we'll delve into it more in the game preview pod. Four times already. Four. I can't remember any other quarterback being benched four times in a season and not losing his job or just Benny bench four times period. This is insane. This quarterback carousel is insane. Well, it is and it isn't. So Bill, once again, wouldn't say anything today when he spoke with the media about he's not talking about naming starters, blah, blah, blah. Shock. Um, I know we're not supposed to probably acknowledge that other radio hosts and stations exist like you're supposed to pretend, but uh, Tony Maserati had a great tweet this week where he okay. said uh mac jones has been benched four times and i'm going to trust tony's numbers here he's a tough guy he's a jumbo so i'm assuming he did this right tony naz said that mac jones has been benched four times in 11 games which is like 37 percent of the games he's been benched in so you're more likely when you watch the patriots play to see mac jones benched than for them to convert a third down because they're below that number on third down conversions. And like that is eye-opening that they are more likely to bench him than convert any third down that he's most likely leading. Um, but the answer to this question, oh my gosh. Four. I think Bailey Zappi's gonna start on Sunday. I was wrong. I don't know how you can keep putting Mac out there. I just you don't. think Bailey Zappi's gonna start this coming Sunday against the Chargers? Yep. I do. All right. Uh bet. You want a fan duel bet it? A beer? You owe me lots of beers. I I I the, the next beer you give me will be the first beer you give me. Yet. I don't lose bets, so I don't need to give you beers. You just then people give it to me, and then you just take it and say I owe it to you. Like this is just an absolute what a one sided deal. Uh, I will say, I say Mac Jones starts on Sunday. Okay, I'll bet you a six pack of Modelo. I don't want Modelo. It's a good oh, beer, but Modelo. six pack of Narragansett. Okay, the the real people's beer, the people's champion of refreshing locally made beer. Yeah. Okay. It's still only like seven ninety nine tops. Okay. So a six pack of tall boy Narragansett. There it is. There it is right there. There it is right there. I look forward to putting those away after we get off the air Christmas Eve, which will technically be Christmas morning on the Six Rings postgame show following Pats at Broncos. Oh, like you couldn't either. Here's a fun one I called from the Twitter platform. It actually wasn't a question asked to us, but I wanted to go with it. Uh, Mike Giardi. Uh... Greer slash Cunningham platoon. Who says no? Uh, would you? I would, I, I, I would too. I would. I would absolutely. I would watch that with morbid curiosity. I would rubberneck across the highway. I would look at it like the first time pornography was put on, and I wasn't supposed to look at it. Like with like, oh, sorry. Yep. Like, and then I'd get get weirded out. National by Geographic it. nudes. Exactly. <laughs> precisely i'm sure um, gr thrilled that we're mentioning national geographic nudes and his name in the same sentence it's a tough season mike but i i would want now i will fully admit after that game i would probably on the six rings post game show being like something to the effect of 
Oh, that's why nobody wanted those guys to play. That's why. Fine. Those- At least give me, let me know. I want to see it happen. Yeah. For prove God's to the sake. world that those guys suck. Prove yes. it to the world. And you know who's with us, I think, is Devin McCourty, who was calling for Will Greer to start last week. And this week kind of morphed it into, I just want somebody different. If I'm on defense on that team, I've seen these guys play. They're not it. I played against them. I want somebody different. And you couldn't get more different than Will Greer, Malik Cunningham nope. combo. Now, the one problem is, according to Bill O'Brien, Malik Cunningham not really doing much at quarterback. He's- but now I read yesterday, somebody said it's now about 50-50. Like his yeah, reps are Troy now. Brown, and I think he's wrong. I, Bill, okay, I believe Bill O'Brien more than Troy Brown. No offense, Troy. And by the way, Troy, um, I love you. I mean it. Your receivers stink. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, that's very good segue. Um, I, I I feel the exact same way. Love Troy Brown's contributions on the field. Uh, I have enjoyed all my interactions with Troy Brown off the field Great as well. Guy. What a guy! Um, the Former receiving Narragansett beer owner. I don't know if he still is or not, but was he really? Was oh, yeah. he an investor in the in sort of the rekindling of that brand and that company? And yes. now they've got that banging uh, tap room, and like they're a vibrant part of the Providence com- uh, community as well. Love to see it. I can't wait to win my six pack when Max starts on Sunday and everyone goes, Oh God, but I would much rather see Mike. I would much rather see Greer Cunningham. Um, Speaking of the wide receivers, Andy at WPG sports with a Z fan 21, given their contracts for next year, what does the wide receiver core look like in 2024? Um, I think you'll definitely see so long as his health holds up Demario Douglas, you, I think, I don't know about Kendrick Bourne. I want them to resign him badly, but I don't know if he's going to want to stay. That probably depends on who the coach and the quarterback are. He's got a long way to go on the road to rehab. Is Juju here? Does like does the next group, does the next coach hold on to Juju or say, you know what, we'll buy it out. We're good. Thanks, buddy. Well, Juju and Parker, the next regime, do they but want zero chance Parker? Parker's here next year? None. None. I wouldn't have either guy here. I would treat it like 2000 and start you know, get the old hatchet out and start carving things off the roster that I had no part in the idiotic contracts given to them and just just move on from them. But I'll tell you, I think the wide receiver position looks young and questionable. I think right. you you probably have to draft one with one of your first two picks. So either mm-hmm. in the top three or in the top 35, you have to draft a receiver. Then you grab um, one in the mid rounds like you did your special teamers yep. this past year. But and young you receivers sign a veteran. are dubious. Like there's going to be some some learning curve and some growing pains, I would guess, because I know we're in this modern era where, oh, everybody comes in and makes plays at receiver. No, not everybody does. There are some guys that take a year or two. There's some guys that never get it, uh, i.e. Tyquan Thornton, who, side note on Tyquan Thornton, I said this to Rich Keefe last night. We like to say they broke Mac Jones and he is broken. I think they broke Tyquan Thornton. He is not running routes like the guy I saw as a rookie in training camp. Oh, no. I don't know what happened to him, Um, if it's all coaching, if it's, you know, offensive change, if it's I I have no idea, but he has become embarrassingly bad at running routes in the National Football League. And he was not that rookie in camp. So, no, um, but no, the the wide receiver position is going to look a lot different. Mm -hmm. It's probably not going to be great. It's Mm -hmm. probably going to be young and Mm -hmm. there's probably going to be a lot of work in progress nature to it. (laughs) Yes. And I do think that they will go after a upper echelon to top tier free agent wide receiver as well. Uh, I would be intrigued by somebody who's only 27 years old, uh, like a Curtis Samuel. I know he was the guy I wish they took over Nelson Aguilar a couple of years ago. Um, 
It's not a bumper crop when you look at the free agent wide receivers. Mike Evans will be a free agent. I doubt he's going to want to come to a team and transition like the Patriots. He'll probably ring chase or check chase. Um, I know you love T Higgins. What would you say? All right, I'm going to go right now on Spotrack. Give me, I'm a, you take a guess. What is Michael Pittman's market value next year? Uh, four years, 88 million. That's a really good guess. Spotrack has him at four years, 94 million. I am that's, a professional. That's an insane amount of money. Yeah. I mean, that's where the market is going for a guy who's a, what is he above average? Actually, you you know what, Andy, so far on the season, he's got six games to go. He's at set. Look at the effect, the Gardner Minshew effect. He should send him a nice, uh, nice Cadillac or a good leather jacket. 76 receptions, 784 over 10 yards per reception, only three touchdowns, but still that's, um, that's somebody who knows it's a contract year. Now, would he be, would he be a dog or a dog next year, whoever gets him? No, I don't think he'll be either. I think he'll be fine. I think you you know who he might be? A higher-end Hunter Henry, where Hunter Henry's not worth $12.5 million a year. He also doesn't suck like Jonu Smith or Mike Kosicki. He's in the right. middle somewhere. You're kind of mm-hmm. getting production out of him. He is what he is. I think Pittman is that, but I don't think you'll look back and say, oh, we married Pittman up to our rookie quarterback, and it was like Josh Allen and Steph Diggs. I don't think... He not him. He not him, as the kids say. He yeah, he's not he is most indeedly not Himothy. I'm not sure T. Higgins is either. He has not had a no, good year. I told you he's not he's not. He's and you know what else he doesn't rate well in? Separation. He's got Devontae Parkeritis. Like he does not you separate. don't have to separate to be good if you can play. I know, but he doesn't. He doesn't do really either. He's not having a great free. I would be season. concerned. If I gave him a hundred million dollars, I would be concerned that he not him. Uh, all right, here we go. Got a couple more here, folks. Home stretch at Hans Danson. If the pick falls out of the top two, would you trade it to Arizona as the primary asset in a deal for Kyler Murray? This assuming Murray becomes available and Arizona wants a new quarterback. Hell to the nose. I'm giving a top five pick for Kyler Murray. I, I don't think Kyler Murray's a franchise QB. I'm not a fan of Kyler Murray. Um, and by the way, if you're picking that low, it means mm-hmm. Kyler Murray continued to lose with the Cardinals. Because if the Cardinals win, then all of a sudden you jump up into the top two picks. That's and- not going to be tough for them to do. Like, they're going to probably get absolutely throttled this coming week against the Steelers, who look like they're getting a little bit of their mojo back ever since they made a change at offensive coordinator. Did you see the stat that I believe is accurate? I'm just going to run with it. I read it on X and everything uh, on X. Th- then true. it's definitely true. That... In the final game prior to Matt Canada becoming offensive coordinator, the Steelers had 400 yards of total offense. Last week in their first game after Matt Canada was relieved of his duties as offensive coordinator, they had 400 yards of total offense. In between, they never had 400 yards of total offense. (laughs) It's a, what a mess. That offense should, I mean, that's one of those, like, is it the coach? Is it the coordinator? Is it the quarterback? Well, part of it, the quarterback's not that good. Najee Harris has not been what he was supposed to be, but he looked, he had a good game last week though, when it but mattered, like he, the Warren guy, he's been their lead dog and the Warren guy is better. He's more impactful. I'd still take that comment. I like that as a young comment. Both guys are young. Both guys, uh, you know, what are they both under 25? One's better at catching passes. One's a little bit more of a hammer. I would still take that combo over a lot of other RB ones and twos in the league. Uh, okay, couple- let me interrupt real quick. Just one All that right. came in. Okay. Uh, this is an old PU PFW in progress listener, Adam Shifter. Um, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Do lighthouses typically have bells? And would a ship even hear it? A reference to the bell on the lighthouse. That, no, they usually have horns, yeah, right? That's right. Which is, I don't really get I mean, the bell. I think thing. lighthouses. Lighthouses. I think sometimes they do. Just, Churches have bells. Yeah, Steeple lighthouses. Have bells. You know, the easiest thing. It's almost as if do lighthouses have bells? They came to. Uh, they came before foghorns. They were installed along with lighthouses on land and on lightships. Like foghorns, bells were used oh, in yeah, foggy ships. conditions to warn of navigational hazards such as rocky coastlines. Or shoals. So the answer or is yes. crappy football teams. All right. There you go. And thank you very much, Adam Shifter. <laughs> um, okay. Carlene Gadapi from Facebook. Carlene says, Gadapi too. <laughs> Mac I'll say Carlene Gadapi. Too not, many copies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And her dad is not Momar. Uh, Mac is not a good fit for the stricter methodology employed by the bedrock of Patriots football, a.k.a. Bill Belichick. Do you think maybe he'd play well for someone like a Pete Carroll? So we're talking about personality wise. Yeah, like I, I thought that was an. That's why I grabbed that one. I thought that might be an because Geno Smith, you know, he could be on the outs after having a tough uh, sophomore season with Seattle. Obviously, it's his eleventh year in the league overall. Drew Locke isn't the answer. Could they enter the QB draft portal as well? Certainly would be a different um, vibe. I think he would obviously get now Mac was very successful with Nick Saban, who's an a-hole hardo right. structure. And his whatever. high school coach was legendarily strict and demonstrative. So I don't think the 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 difficult world of the Patriot way is what's broken Mac. I think some of it's coaching and talent and all those yep. things. Um but he needs a chain of change of scenery and maybe a change of scenery to like For a more sure. lovey dovey place might help him. Just, just maybe to like, heal him up, yes. I mean, yeah. Like to go go against the grain of what he's been used to on the gridiron, yeah. Yep. Uh, three more, Andrew. Here we go. Mickey Horn. My question to you guys is if in the offseason the Patriots get a new coach and a new quarterback, how long till they're competing for a Super Bowl again? Would it be A, a year, B, three years, or C, five years? Did you say a year? I, the, he gave us a multiple choice. I appreciate a listener slash participant who gives the hosts a multiple choice option. There is no shot in hell the Patriots are a Super Bowl contender next year. No shot in oh, hell. Okay. All right. Well, easy. Easy. No chance. And the person I had to yell at with this most was Adam Jones on our station because he's been like, it's not that hard to turn it around in the NFL. They could absolutely be a playoff contender and a contender next year. There's not no enough shot. talent on the roster. No. Three, my answer, my answer is roster. three you years. find me a team, Fitzy, mm -hmm. that got a new coach, a new GM, and a new quarterback all in one year and turned it around. I'll hang up and listen. When did, what was the, what was it like the first year of Kyle Shanahan coaching? Was that, did he and John Lynch go in hand in hand together? Uh, I don't know. I've had to do research. <laughs> I like to just pop off at the mouth, but no, right. they're not going to be good next year. And this roster has like, who's around those things. Even if you get those three things, who's the rest of the roster? All right, here we go. I'm taking a look right now. Can Wikipedia give me an answer in enough time that people don't turn the podcast off? Uh, I'll just do Kyle Shanahan Wikipedia and we'll see Kyle Shanahan has been the head coach of your San Francisco 49ers uh, in the 2017 season he took over with the San Francisco 49ers um, and I believe that's when John Lynch took over as well I think I don't know anyway long story short no it's very difficult to do so I'll say three years I'll go with B yeah I will go in the the wording was Super Bowl contender, right? Yes. 
Yeah, so the 49ers were 2-14 and 14 in Chip Kelly's final year, and they were 6-10 and 10 in Kyle Shanahan's first year. They were 4-12 and 12 in Kyle Shanahan's second year. Mm-hmm. They changed quarterbacks, they changed GMs, and they were not a competitive contending football team, just like the Patriots will not be a competitive contending football team next well, year. Well, would you look at that? 2017, what? I apologize for the interruption, 2017, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch went hand-in-hand, hand, and oh, yeah. they acquired... Jimmy Garoppolo that season. Yeah. Yeah. And they sucked. Uh, the 49ers went 0 and 9. Then they won six of their last seven. So they went six and ten. Thereby, six and ten would be the best case scenario, I believe, for the New England Patriots in 2024. I'll go with three years on the plan. Thanks for the question. Also, Maybe. by the way, yeah, they added a veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. He was in his fourth season. James right. Garoppolo. So they did not go the Drake May, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels way. No. So not I either. would say three is the most optimistic return to contender status you can have. I'm not saying it's impossible because you're going to have high picks and cap dollars to spend, but you better nail the hell out of everything you do. Yeah, and it's not exactly, once again, a bumper crop for free agent quarterbacks next year as well. Oh, boy. You don't want any of these guys. No, I want Drake May or Caleb Williams. It's very simple. I don't know about Drake May. I think I'd rather Jaden. Jaden. No. Daniels. Yes. That's me. That's just me. You is you. Me is me. Dave Silva. Second to last question. Why is the fact the Patriots have the smallest staff in the NFL never talked about more? You need more assistance, not less. Is this Bill Belichick? I mean, is Mm -hmm. this uh, Fred Kirsch? Because this has been a Fred (laughs) Kirsch. It was funny because Fred Kirsch used to always bring this up as a positive during the dynasty years. They'd be Mm -hmm. like, Nobody does more with fewer assistant coaches than Bill Belichick. And A, the the short answer, because they don't name as many assistants as other teams do. They don't name people that actually work for him. Lower level job guys, quality control guys don't get put on the roster and get named. They exist and they do things for Bill Belichick. They just don't get the notoriety and name recognition they get in other places. So I don't think it's about the size of the staff. It's about the quality of the staff, and we're talking about football here, nothing else, so clean it up if your mind's in the gutter. The quality of your staff is what matters, and I think you can question the quality of Bill Belichick's coaching staff. Uh, I would agree, but I also think that a few more coaches and quality control assistants would probably Yeah, we need more cooks in the kitchen. That's what we need. Bill overextended himself. Bill did not job last year. You don't even know who runs the defense. No, we don't. We also don't even know who's running the offensive line right now because poor uh, Adrian Clem's been out with illness for a couple weeks. I guess it's been Billy Yates. Hey, the O-line hasn't really been an issue the last couple weeks. So No, so is Billy Yates good now? He sucked last year. We blamed him as part of the Patricia thing. He couldn't do the job. Now it's good. Is he good? I don't know. What a mess. We're all tied in mental knots. All right, let's end on a a happy one, a fun one, a seasonal one, Andy. This one comes from at M-R-E-D. Mr. Ed, 315. A horse Which, is a horse, of course, of course, unless, of course, is the fabulous Mr. Red. I think people won't care enough to make us pay for that, so that's okay. <laughs> uh, at Mr. Ed 315, which Patriots player makes the best Santa Claus? Okay, so I have a couple options in mind. I, I, so I have, a, I, have a, I, have a, I have two go-tos. I have one on the O-line, one on the D-line. Okay, you pick one, I'll pick the other. Okay, I'm gonna go with. I'm actually gonna like visually. Visually, it would seem like it would be David Andrews. You just yep. die the die the big guy, good Got size, a bit of a belly. Yep, wonderful spirit, very giving. Beard. Um, but he's a little, you know, he's not so. 
not so much animated as I would think maybe you might want your Santa Claus. So while he looks the part, I'm going to go with Lawrence Guy. I think Larry Guy would make a because he's outgoing. He's a little extra goofy, big dude. I think he would love to, I think he would be a perfect Santa. Like if the Patriots were to send an envoy to um, some sort of uh, a rally, a fundraiser, a holiday party, Boston Children's Hospital, et cetera, Lawrence Guy. Perfect Patriot Santa Claus. So those were two of my three that I thought of immediately. And the third would be Dietrich Wise. I think Dietrich oh, Wise yeah. affable, playful, fun, can interact with kids, the whole thing. So I think uh, Dietrich Wise, I would add to that group. I'm trying to, mm -hmm. So we, we obviously sort of gravitated toward the lines. Is there mm -hmm. anybody that we're sort of size shaming that maybe a smaller person that could do the job? Well, Ju uh, Juju seems to be a lot of fun. Like he's, he's a good dude. Like he, I know for a fact he oh, showed Kendrick up at, yeah, if he could, if he could, if he could gimp it around, that's right. Yeah. He's rehabbing. So it might be a little difficult. Oh, Santa's got a limp. That's too bad. I Santa's on crutches. Uh, like I know for a fact, Juju Smith Schuster showed up at my friends, uh, at the Mayflower pantry rally that they do for my friends at rock one Oh two, a station out in Springfield, which was really nice. Made a donation was there to, uh, help raise some money for those that are, uh, what are they? What are they? Food insecure around the holidays. How about nobody knows their way around a sack better than Matthew Judon, and he's got. There you go. All right, he could be in the mix. Um, Jawan Bentley, I feel like could pull it off. He's got the beard. He's a bigger dude. Kind of. What about Julius Peppers? Because like, what if he showed like a mean on the field? A, okay, yep. What about Jabril Peppers? Because Julius mean. Peppers would actually be good too. He's not on the Patriots. But. <laughs> That's a tall Santa Claus. Yeah, big uh, uh, Jabril Peppers. Yeah, I a couple think Jabril Peppers there. could do. Everybody be like, huh? I thought Santa'd be taller. <laughs> you know what? Actually, let's put it. Let's put a vote out to the people who would make the best one. David Andrews. Let's go. David Andrews. Juju. Um, Larry Guy and Dietrich Wise. Let's put that out as a six rings pod poll. Let the people vote. We'll amp it up and see who they think. I like it. And let's include right. them at them. Are you doing that? Who's doing that? Uh, I'll I'll do that with Terp at them. Maybe we'll maybe yeah, we'll even get them to respond and make fun. Maybe of they, maybe and they'll appreciate they'll appreciate that. See, we ended on a positive note. There you go. All right, the the mailbag pod once again undefeated here in the land of six rings and football things. We'll be coming back with our Chargers Patriots preview pod. Andy will also have the Cadillac's crucial clashes um, this week. What the What is the most crucial clash? Is it Bill Belichick with logic? Is it Bill O'Brien versus Mac Jones? Is it Pats fans versus the team? We'll find out. Make sure you tune in here on the six rings and football things feed. And maybe we'll just be able to take you behind enemy lines and see what they're saying out in the land of Los Angeles about the Bolts the possible uh, defection of Bill Belichick in the offseason to Los Angeles, and so much more. Great job, everyone, on Facebook, on Twitter, and beyond. We appreciate the questions. Keep joining our growing legion of Patriots engagement, analysis, interaction, and more. For at Jumbo Hart, this is at Fitzy GFY and producer Justin Turpin on Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash Six Rings today. We are a presentation of WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much, everybody. Good day. God bless. And go Pats. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.